BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to an all new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we dive into the most horrific unsolved murders in history. From the Black Dahlia murder to the unsolved murder of the Lady of the Dunes. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. To stay up to date with all of our content, check out the Twitter account, True Crime NS. Also, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Visit poddex.com and use the promo code LARRY21. It's L-A-R-R-Y-2-1 for 10% off your first purchase. And now, let's get into the story. Today, we're going over another unsolved murder in Florida. Seems like a lot of the cases we go over so far have been unsolved. And that's a sad reality. Nearly 185,000 cases of homicide and manslaughter went unsolved from 1980 to 2019. This comes to show that we live in a very violent society where people are the most dangerous of all. And it becomes hard to control and punish guilty people with so many cases happening every single day. And today we're discussing the famous 1959 Walker family murder. So let's get into it. According to the authorities, 24-year-old Christine Walker arrived at the family's farm around 4 p.m. on Saturday, December 19, 1955, or excuse me, 1959, where she was violently raped and murdered by gunshot. She was all by herself, and according to body exams, she had no way to protect herself since the killer was stronger than her and armed. A few hours later, her husband, 24 Five-year-old Cliff arrived with their three-year-old son, Jimmy, and one-year-old daughter, Debbie. Cliff thought it was all fine and that they were about to have a fun weekend with the family. But out of the blue, Cliff was ambushed and killed by gunshot. Jimmy and Debbie were then murdered with no mercy. 
Jimmy was shot, and Debbie was shot in addition to being drowned in the bathtub. The actual cause of death is unknown, and she could have been shot in the bathtub. This super-violent crime is still a mystery to everyone. The cause of the crime is unknown, and the reason for so much violence is also unknown. The victims didn't even have a chance to fight for their lives. It seemed like they were going to spend Christmas all together because gifts were found around the Christmas tree. look at the physical evidence that was recovered by authorities. Physical evidence left at the scene included a bloody cowboy boot, a cellophane strip from a cigarette wrapper, and a fingerprint on the bathtub faucet handle. The fingerprint was never connected to anyone, and the blood was from a few of the victims, which didn't help the police to tie a person to the crime. A weird situation brought attention to the case sometime after where a serial killer named Emmett Monroe Spencer confessed to the murders. The confession was quickly discredited by Sarasota County Sheriff Ross Boyer, who labeled Spencer a pathological liar. Spencer's confession was, quote, determined to be cleverly constructed from real murders, written up in newspapers, and true crime novels that he liked to read. In 1994, a bartender in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, contacted the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office claiming that one of her customers had boasted of killing the Walker family. This tip was never verified, which was the last hope the police had. Police never identified a motive, and 587 people were suspects at one time or another. The case remains open and unsolved. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office began investigating possible links between the Walker family murders and Perry Smith and Richard Dick Hickok, who had been convicted and executed for the 1959 murders of the Clutter family in Holcomb, Kansas. The Sheriff's Office admitted that Hickok and Smith had been considered suspects as far back as 1960. After killing four members of the Clutter family in Kansas, 34 days before the Walker murders, the pair fled to Florida in a stolen car and were spotted in at least a dozen times between Tallahassee and Miami. The pair checked into a Miami Beach hotel about four hours from Osprey and checked out on the morning of the Walker murders. At some point that day, the pair bought items at a Sarasota department store just a few miles from the Walker home. One witness said that the taller of the two men had a scratched up face. The pair was arrested in Las Vegas, Nevada on December 30th, 1959 for the Clutter murders and were executed by hanging on April 14th, 1965. While polygraph tests appeared to clear them of the Walker murders, one expert had asserted that polygraph machines of the early 60s 
were notoriously inaccurate. After years of investigations on the case, investigators stated that the pair remained the most viable suspects. However, based on the personal items that were stolen, Catherine Ramsland of the University of Pennsylvania finds the pair unlikely and instead suspects that the killer knew at least one member of the Walker family. The Walker's marriage certificate, which was reportedly stolen, had turned up among items recently given to Cliff Walker's niece by a relative. There's nothing much that can be done with the suspects, and it is very likely that no new evidence will appear. Now I end this episode with a question for you. Will we be able to solve all violent crimes and punish the criminals involved? What do you think? And that's a wrap for today's story. Let us know your thoughts on the, on the case we just discussed. Send us a tweet at TrueCrimeNS, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search True Crime Never Sleeps. Or on Instagram, True Crime Never Sleeps. Let us know your thoughts, and what do you think happened? Do you think we'll ever find a suspect? Because we are being, getting to see some criminals being brought to justice later down the road, thanks to technological advances like DNA with the Golden State Killer. But thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.